Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Tuesday. I hope you're doing well. June 1st, man, that means that camp, we are in the month of camp. Let's go get it. I'm excited. And just so you know, if you're watching this on Instagram, you're wondering, man, Justin wears the same clothes a lot. I recorded like six episodes in one day. So that's why I promise I will change clothes before um, six days gets done. But uh, today we're going to do something uh, that I wasn't planning on doing. We're going to finish up 2 Kings today. Um, I hope you read 2 Kings 24 and 25 because really they go together. And and here's what I want to encourage you to do. Um, If you come on Wednesday nights at all, one thing you often hear us tell you to do is to read the Bible slowly, to read the Bible slowly, because if you read it fast, you kind of miss the drama of it. Um, You miss the emotion of it. I mean, these are real people, real events that we're reading about. And sometimes if you're not careful, you read through it fast and it just goes straight over your head. And so I'd encourage you just take a few minutes and and read 2 Kings 24 and 2 Kings 25. And and this is going to be a weird challenge for you. And that's this. I want you to feel the devastation, feel the the hardship, feel the brokenness that's happening, and and feel just really the sadness of the events that you're reading about. Um, because Second Kings chapter twenty four and twenty five, we meet a few more kings of Judah. They're all bad kings. They all do what's evil in the sight of the Lord. But but in Second Kings twenty four and twenty five, we see where ultimately God deals with Judah the same way He dealt with um, Israel in the north. Who was the people that came in and led the Israel in the north away? It was Assyria. Assyria took them into exile. And what we see in Second Kings twenty four and twenty five is is the character that you know from camp two years ago, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, comes in and overthrows Judah. He he ransacks Jerusalem. He burns down every high place in the in the place of Jerusalem. Burns down every great building. He literally steals gold out of the temple. Um, it, it's awful. It, it's an it's an ugly picture. And is in the people of Judah, the people of Jerusalem, God's chosen people, are led away in exile due to their sin. And I want you to read it slowly and and just imagine what it would be like. If, if some foreign invader came to your home and ripped you out of your home, burned down your house, stole all your possessions, stole all these things, and you were walking away in chains, going off to captivity, going off to you have no idea what, and you can look back and over your shoulder, you see the place of promise and the place of hope and the place where you grew up literally sitting in ashes and sitting in rubble. And that's what happens in 2 Kings 24 and 25, where, where God finally says, and, and he reminds the people in, in 2 Kings 23, um, or excuse me, 2 Kings 24, it's because of the sins of Manasseh. Remember, you had Hezekiah that was a good king, but then Manasseh was one who did evil in the sight of the Lord. And he did incredibly evil things. He was kind of Jerusalem's Ahab. Remember, Ahab was one of the worst kings in the north in Israel. He, he's kind of like Judah's Ahab. He's this terrible, awful king. And God says, I've not forgotten what he did. I've not forgotten about the evil that he brought in and God is bringing judgment and discipline upon his people and he does that through exile you know I think we need to be reminded that discipline is sometimes not fun I say sometimes discipline is rarely fun when when we disobey the commands of God and we're rebelling against what his word says discipline is not fun and and we leave 2nd Kings 24 and 25 just honestly we leave it feeling hopeless 
We really do. You're reading it over and over again, and these kings are not good. The kings of Israel were not good, leading the people into rebellion, leading the people into sin, leading the people away from God, and and is and Assyria overtakes Israel. And then Judah had some good kings. They had some better ones in Israel, but ultimately their fate was the same. And Babylon comes in and wipes out the people, and you leave it feeling hopeless. You, you leave that book feeling like, man, man, it's just the people couldn't do it. The people couldn't cut it. But that's what I would encourage you to think about what the words of Isaiah say. Isaiah was the prophet who was prophesying in a lot of this time. Remember when Hezekiah was living and when Hezekiah was reigning, you saw Isaiah come up in 2 Kings chapter 17 and 18. Listen to what Isaiah says in his prophecies in the book of Isaiah. And there's a lot of hard ones there. There's a lot of ones that, that is prophesying the very thing we just read about, that Babylon is going to come and overtake the people of Jerusalem, that Babylon is going to be an instrument used by God to overtake the people. And so there's some difficult passages there. But there's also passages like this when it says the Bible says in Isaiah 54, Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, for you have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be no more than the children of those who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not back down. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will be not be ashamed. Do not be confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will not forget the shame of your youth and the approach of your widowhood. You will remember it no more. For your maker is your husband. For the Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit. Like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. And listen to verse 7. For a brief moment I deserted you. Got God saying, for a moment, because of your sin, I had to discipline you. For a moment, I deserted you and allowed Babylon to come and take you over and allowed Assyria to come and take you over. And you needed to be woken up. You needed exile to draw you back to myself. He says, for a moment, I deserted you. Listen to verse seven. But with great compassion, I will gather you. In my overflowing anger for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. See, Second Kings ends kind of hopeless. There's been no good kings. Kings have been, there's been a few, but but overall it's been bad. And, and God has had to use Assyria and Babylon to bring his people into exile. But the word of the Lord says that he says, for a moment I deserted you, but with great compassion, I'm going to gather you. In overflowing anger, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you. And what we know through the rest of Isaiah is that God is going to use a suffering servant to accomplish this. That there's going to be a king who comes and he's going to come and he's not going to look like any other king. You're not going to re- really be drawn to him by the way he looks or anything, but, but he's going to live in a perfect way perfectly doing what the kings of Israel and of Judah were unable to do. And he's not just going to immediately raise up this rebellion against Rome or raise up a rebellion against Babylon to to do this. He's going to conquer by dying. He's going to give his life. He's going to give his life for his people. But yet God is going to raise him again from the grave. And Jesus is the instrument that God is going to use, the person, the work that God is going to use to draw us back to himself. So man, if you're in a time of hopelessness right now, if you're in a time of despair, I want to encourage you that God's people, the story for God's people never ends in despair. 
I want to say that again. The story for God's people never ends in despair. Sometimes God will use discipline to get your attention. Sometimes God will use people and circumstances to to discipline us and shape us more into the image of his son. But the story of God's children never ends in despair because the tomb is empty. Jesus is alive and he is gathering us unto himself. And, and that's what the book of Isaiah is all about. We've already gone through that book. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it where Isaiah is prophesying, say, hey, God is going to allow Babylon for a while. He's going to allow Assyria for a while, but the Lord is going to gather you again. And we are anxiously awaiting that same hope where Jesus is going to call up his bride. Jesus is going to call up his church and he's going to establish the new heaven, new earth where there will be no Babylon. There will be no Rome. There will be no hardship, but we will reign with the king of kings forever. The perfect king that Israel and Judah was never able to produce. So man, I hope this leaves you feeling hopeful because the story for God's people never ends in despair. It always ends in triumph. And so when you read 2 Kings and you get to the end, it feels hopeless, but hope is on the horizon and it's coming in the person and work of Jesus. I love you. Can't wait to start walking through 1 Chronicles with you tomorrow. And um, man, I love getting through the Bible with you. I love you and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30 and 11 o'clock and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.